What if I hold it right here? What does it sound like? Adam, say something. Acetaminophen. Hi, all of our fans. All dozens of you. Dozens. Uh, dozens have been insisting on a new episode. Uh, it's been almost a year. You know, Rosé Mansion was, I think, in June or July. I could look back. Was that our last episode? It was. Oh, I've, God. And what's sad is I have made you do other things. Yep. And then I just didn't edit it into an episode. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're learning is that this is all a ruse. Yeah, you got me. (laughs) The thing I know is a lie. I know. Um, Anyway, I thought this was the perfect time, since we are in quarantine, uh, to to sit down and watch an entire series of something that you really hate. And this is actually payback, because I watched all of the Star Wars movies. But you liked the last three. No, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, and I watched all the Marvel movies, and I really enjoyed it. And so... That's a perfect example of a person who is open-minded and willing to try some things because they know that their partner enjoys them and then, you know, and then experiences them and maybe actually enjoys it, which is true for me. It hasn't been true for you yet, so. No, I haven't. I haven't enjoyed (laughs) most of the, uh, especially not Rosé Mansion. No, that I didn't enjoy it either, so there you go. Um, but a lot has happened since our last uh, since our last episode. We got married mm-hmm. three months ago. Yeah, basically Back. in the eyes of our friends, in the eyes of the government, we've been married for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we had our wedding in Hawaii, which was great. Oops, I dropped. If you hear a crinkle, it's a toy because we also got a dog. We got married. We got a puppy. Uh, we moved to Florida to Tampa. Uh, and you got a job, mm-hmm. I got a job, and now we're semi-employed Yeah, <laughs> and facing a pandemic. I knew that our marriage would be tested. I didn't think it would be this, and I didn't think it would be three months after we got married. I, like, forgot that we went to Hawaii and had a wedding. We did, but we did it just in time. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <clears throat> And I did say, I'm like, you know, this is the last hurrah. Everyone will look back on our wedding fondly while we're all waiting in bread lines together. Mm -hmm. So let's get cracking. What we are going to be doing is an eight episode series of all of the eight Harry Potter films. God help me. (laughs) Thank you to Nikki and Rudolph for lending us the movie so we didn't have to pay the $4 rental fee per movie. So they saved us $32. Yep, and $32 on things that I don't want to do is money well saved. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, To get started, uh, you have actually, I've made you, tell me what you've, you have experienced some Harry Potter movies. Well, you made me listen to the Prisoner of Autobahn or whatever it was on the way. (laughs) The Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Which actually was beautifully narrated. Yeah, he was given it. You know, yeah. Um, but I did kind of like start to zone out a little bit of the story. Yeah, although you did. Um, by the way, there are tons of Harry Potter spoilers throughout this. So if you haven't seen the series yet and you, you don't want to, don't ruined, want to, or 
you just were released from a closed community. But you I went, don't know. you went through what everyone went through in Prisoner of Azkaban, which was suspecting that Lupin was uh, Sirius Black, but he wasn't. So there. Well noted. So you you went on the journey. Kind of. Okay, so to get this started with Harry Potter, I'm just going to roll off some fast facts that I found. Some fun facts. Are you looking for my reaction, or are you just putting these into the ether? Oh no, of course. I think I think all of your two fans would be delighted to know your reaction to everything I'm saying. Or dozens. to some things. Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> I don't know. I can count two that are Team Adam. Anyway, so... The books were written in 97, and the last movie came out in 2011. So everyone in my generation basically grew up with Harry Potter. Uh, so 97, I was nine, so it's just I was a year older than Harry Potter, and then I was in college when the movie came out. With your pen, you're going to ruin our fragile sound quality if you keep dropping it. Well, I mean, that's one thing we're known for. <laughs> Our, our high production value. I know. I'm. I'm. I don't want to bother bringing the other mic out. So, and our apartment is still slightly bare, so you will hear an echo. <laughs> I don't think it's bare. <laughs> Coming from a man who, who lived like a black ops agent for uh, before I met him. Anyway. <clears throat> So, first we're going to go through some casting things. When they announced that the movie was coming out, J.K. Rowling agreed to the movie with the um, condition that they only hire British actors. So, um, J.K. Rowling was actually offered the role of Lily Potter, which is Harry Potter's mom, but she didn't take it because she didn't think she'd be a good actor. Which is funny because you see, like, Stan Lee's and everything in yeah. Marvel. He's also undirectable. There's a reason yeah. that he only appears in it for 15 like for, seconds. Yeah. Well, Lily Potter just stands there for most of it. But anyway. Um, so even though they were only UK actors, Robin Williams really wanted to be Hagrid, which would have been great. And Rosie O'Donnell really wanted to play Molly Weasley, Ron Weasley's mom, which I also think would have been a great casting. Which, yeah, but we all know that UK actors are a typically underrepresented group. Ah, uh, What? I, that's not true. They win all of our Oscars. I know. I'm being facetious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not catch that. Um, so many people, uh, many directors were up for directing it, uh, including Steven Spielberg. Did you know that? I did not. He was For a couple months, Steven Spielberg was going to be the director, and he said he wasn't ready to direct an all-kids movie, which is weird because he's done E.T. And what was that one, uh, the recent one? Something 8? Sense8? No. No. Super8? Super8. But he also said that it would be too, it would be like fish in a barrel. Like there's no way to do it wrong. Um, so he wanted more of a challenge, I guess. So it went to Chris Columbus. Now, do you know movies that Chris Columbus has directed? No. Okay. He's directed Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, th those are it most notably he's done other <laughs> things but so he's good with kids mm -hmm. knows how to direct a kids movie um, some more casting Alan Rickman was actually handpicked for Snape and given special instructions from the uh, author now do you know the plot, plot twist with Snape at the end of the series no okay so I'm going to save it for you 
But she told him, you know, kind of some ending things so that he knows. So Alan Rickman knows from the beginning his character arc, which is super cool. Yeah. So for all listening, just so we're all aware of what my exposure to the Harry Potter series has been, aside from raging against the cultural zeitgeist, (laughs) uh, I read the first book because when I was in high school, everybody was reading it. And uh, I basically finished that, but would have sold my kidney for a multi-syllable word. Uh, So I stopped (laughs) reading the books. Yeah, so the first book is really hard to get through reading it as an adult. Um, But it does, like, the reading does grow with the reader. Yeah, but you got to get through a whole lot of... Harry was eight years old. Yes. Harry lived under the stairs. Harry didn't like his step-parents. Yes. Um, So that's maddening, which is why, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, these first two movies are not my favorite, even though they're the most financially successful of all the Harry Potter movies. Um, They're not my favorite. They're a little simple, and it doesn't get to, like, the darkness and the complexity of the series that happens later. On a scale of one to the Star Wars prequel trilogy. <laughs> Where do we land? I would still rather watch this than the, than the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Okay. Okay. Um, except for I'd watch movie three. I'd watch episode three. Yeah, that one wasn't terrible. Episode three, these two Harry Potter movies, and then one and two. Okay. Um, other actors that were handpicked were Robbie Coltrane, who played Hagrid, and Maggie Smith. Um, So those were all handpicked by uh, Rowling. Now, when it came to the casting of the kids, Chris Columbus wanted to use Radcliffe after he saw David Copperfield, uh, but his parents wanted him to focus on his schoolwork, and so they said no. And they auditioned 5,000 boys, and then Columbus ran into Radcliffe with his dad at a theater and convinced him to take the role. And, you know, Daniel Radcliffe has an amazing career since then. Yeah, the farting dead body really (laughs) climbed in the ranks there. So sorry, man. No, but he's a really good actor, but he was um, bad in these first two movies. I don't know why Columbus wanted him, because he does not have much theatrical clout. And in my opinion, uh, Hermione and Ron, Emma Watson and Rupert Grint uh, act circles around him for most of the series. Oh, I mean, I do find in general most child actors to be garbage yeah so but anyway he he got the role uh fun fact rupert grint rapped in his audition tape saying why he wanted to play ron yep just imagine a white ginger british kid rapping i'm just gonna go with british rap in general and yeah (laughs) we can talk about that (laughs) uh and then uh so now we're done with casting child actors would actually do their schoolwork in the movie so it was more realistic That's very, um, you know, Stanislavski of them. Uh, Okay, so then with locations, it was hard to find a cathedral for filming because, you know, all the Christians thought that it was promoting pagan stuff and witches are bad, et cetera, et cetera. But the Gloucester Cathedral agreed to to, um, have the, to be a location. And the Dean of Gloucester, uh, the very Reverend Nicholas Berry, admitted to being a fan of the books. Uh, nonetheless, of course, there was a huge media outcry in Gloucester when it was decided to use the local cathedral as a filming location. Uh, protesters wrote letters by the sack load, sack load, to local newspapers 
claiming it was blasphemy and pl- promising to block the film crew's access. In the end, only one pro- protester turned up. So what's the conversion from sackload to shit ton? I think it's sackload first and then shit ton. But like how many sackloads in a shit ton? Ten. Okay. <laughs> or is it an actual weight of ton, but it's a just an angry letter, so it's a shit ton? Well, I mean, are we talking imperial or metric? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, also, Gloucester Cathedral had their stained glasses, uh, stained glass windows painted over with panels, um, and they put clothes on Adam and Eve, and even little Harry Potter lightning symbols on their forehead. How cute is that? So that they would look less, uh, you know, cathedrally. Uh, Rick Mile. Oh, this is another casting. Rick Mile only took the part of Peeves uh, and was sub- subsequently cut out. The actor of Peeves only took his role uh, because the children at his kids' school were talking about the books. And he later said, and I quote, the film with respect. No, with no respect at all. The film was shit. (laughs) But he might be better because he was cut out. Now, Nicholas Flamel, Flam, I don't know how to pronounce this. Flammable. Okay, Nicholas Flamel. (laughs) <laughs> mentioned as the creator of the Philosopher's Stone, has figured uh, as a plot device in novels featuring characters such as Batman, Indiana Jones, and Robert Langdon of The Da Vinci Code. So he's a real guy. He was maybe a real alchemist born in France around 1330 who was believed by some people to have produced the Philosopher's Stone. Since there were mysterious circumstances surrounding his death in 1418, it has been rumored that he lived for hundreds of years. This is a fun one. We're going to get into some production stuff, which I think you'll appreciate. The floating candles in the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Well, you'll see them. Is it like Music of the Night from Phantom? Kinda. So they're floating in the air. It's supposed to be like they're magically magicked, just these all these candles floating. Mm-hmm. Um, they're created using candle-shaped holders containing oil and burning wicks and suspended from wires that moved up and down on a special effects rig to create the impression that they were floating. So it was a practical. Eventually, one of the wires snapped due to the heat of the flame, (laughs) causing the candle to fall to the floor. Fortunately, no one was injured, but the decision was made to recreate the candles using CGI for the following movies, (laughs) as using real candles was determined to be a safety hazard. Also, Columbus insisted on using real food for the feasts, which under those hot lights got smelly really fast. So Columbus sounds a bit cray to me, but that's, you know, as a fellow production manager, directors do that shit all the time, don't they? Yeah. I mean, this has it all. Real food, children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming animals. <laughs> They're t- like, yes. Uh, <laughs> so Harry Potter gets an owl. Oh, Jesus. The owl is named Hedwig, and it was played by three different owls named Gizmo, Ook, and Sprout. Gizmo was the most featured, though. Um, Hagrid's body double was a rugby player who was six foot ten. Six ten. That's that. That's unre- unreasonable. That's too tall. That. Um, <clears throat> the Hogwarts motto means "Never tickle a sleeping dragon." <laughs> I suppose that's good, good advice. advice. <laughs> um, Draco, the actor who played Draco, had never read the books before auditioning. That's a cool one, I guess. 
Good for him. Uh, Columbus was disappointed in the visual effects of the movie, and I also don't think they're that great. So you'll see that. Is it like the first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation? It's not that bad, but it's mm. um it's heavily CGI'd and it's not very gracefully done. You'll see. Great. Four we're minutes. Almost, to pizza we're almost everyone. done. Four minutes. <laughs> yes, our our his reward is, and why I'm stumbling with my words is I'm so hungry. <laughs> Uh, his reward is pizza. Okay, we're almost done. Dumbledore means bumblebee in Old English. And muggle is actually an old jazz word for someone who smokes pot. Mm. <laughs> Just thought you'd appreciate that. Um, so we're going to get into some, you know, Harry Potter's been translated into several different languages. And it's pretty fun. Um, in, the Intel- in the Italian translation, House Hufflepuff becomes Tassoroso which is red badger, even though the official colors of Hufflepuff are yellow and black, while House Ravenclaw becomes Corvo Nero, black raven, although its colors are blue and white. House Slytherin gets a more accurate Serpe Verde, green snake. And the only Italian, the literal translation is House Gryffindor, which is Grifondoro. Cool, huh? I'm enriched. Do you know, I I think I included that just because I wanted to say them in my good Italian accent. You could tell. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Columbus also actually trained owls to carry letters. So all of the owls that bring letters in were actually trained to do that. So basically for the production budget, we could have cut a bunch out, fed a small nation, and still had the same movie with the computer But it's so funny because like, as much as they did practicals and avoided CGI, there's also a lot of shit CGI in this movie. Um... All the letters were also handwritten, which you, as someone who knows props, would understand. Like, yeah, they're all handwritten to look authentic. Um, Harry, also, Harry Potter, who's supposedly such a great wizard, does not cast a spell in the first movie. A single spell. Seems right, right? Sure. And then uh, there is a line that Harry, that Draco says that was actually improvised by the actor, I didn't know you could read, uh, which ends up being a hit, uh, one of the funniest lines in the movie. I'll bodes, take your word Bodes for well it. for how funny it is, huh? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're going to get started and watch this lovely film and eat some pizza. And away we go. Two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, shit. The title looks like they made it on flamingtext.com. <laughs> oh my god, he's such a baby. Oh my god. Look at the baby Daniel Radcliffe. Does it take eight movies to figure out he put the incorrect mushrooms on his pizza? And the whole thing was just a trip? <laughs> Burning your letter. Potter. But I get it, because, you know, like, let's say they think that his parents were kind of in some sort of weird cult, mm. and then a letter comes from the cult. You would want to keep that. It's your job to take care of him and keep him safe. Fine job of that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I get their stance, but they're mean about it. Does he end up being evil? Yeah. How'd you guess it? I mean, 
I'm not sure. Telegraphing like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, those effects are really bad. Wow. They would have done that in practicals too, without spending a ton of money. I mean, getting it actually built is what would have cost a fuck. But CGI costs a lot too. Child run around unsupervised in this den of weirdos. So many shenanigans. Lots of there is. Uh, parents should be outraged at how little proper supervision is done in this. This is what boarding school is like. It's like Lenny and rabbits. Like what is? He's not the only one that survived Voldemort. He's the only one that survived Hagrid. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> the parents are awful in this movie. That may be my favorite line. Honestly, woman, you call yourself our mother? <laughs> commentary on the entire adult population of this film. What? Get out of the way. It's like stopping the I bar know. on the slide. <laughs> <I know. laughs> This should culminate if coronavirus is over in us going to Harry Potter World. They took this from the Polar Express, so big savings. <laughs> Probably. Although oh, that was all, all done in CGI. Could we could we go to Harry Potter World at the end of this? I figured we would at some point. I mean we live an hour away. <laughs> what kind of monster would I be if I didn't take you there? It's very true. Oh my god, she yes. looks like such a wee child. There's They're all like, like wee childs. Jesus, this is longer than the entrance of the ensemble in Camelot. <laughs> I mean, this whole movie is just showing how the systems work, so it's, you know. I know I know you can probably tell, but the actor's hair is not naturally blonde. <laughs> Pretty. I mean, it looks like it's a plastic helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll see the floating candles. <clears throat> Is why they couldn't afford a real lace front wig for him. Yeah, because <laughs> they spent all the money on the kids. It is so magical looking though. Don't you think? Looks like icicle lights in the wall and light shots. I know! Hufflepuff! Aww. Hufflepuff is the wimpy one. Better <laughs> be Gryffindor! So in general, the like Gryffindor are the the courageous ones, and Hufflepuff, eh, Hufflepuffs like the throwaway. Ravenclaws are the really smart ones, and then Slytherins like super ambitious. But yes, most of the evil people came from House Slytherin, so you know there's a darkness to it. They seem rather douchey as well. Well, Malfoy is certainly douchey. Look at all the real food they had to use. That's also so wasteful because it went so bad. 
You probably got out of a day rate though because all the free chicken wings. She's going to sing that song from Five Goes West. I was l- literally about to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will now. Somewhere <laughs> out there. I do keep waiting for that owl to take a chunk of his finger. No. It's a trained owl. Siegfried and Roy had a trained tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Now they spent the money on the effect. Is there like a pilot that did not get picked up until they sent the prologue off to... They make them do their schoolwork with quills. Yeah. Mr. Williams, I have to say, I'm disappointed. This is all the Home Alone themes. This is so Home Alone 2, it's not even funny. Yeah, it's the pigeon lady. Oh my god. People are so <laughs> They're so bad at taking care of kids. Now he's got the lip. Holy terrible green screen. Mm-hmm. So bad. What's cute is that Ron and Hermione end up together. How adorable. Oh my god, I had such a crush on this guy. Now I don't know what I was thinking. Slightly older male with a British accent. And yeah, and a turtleneck. Mm. And you were conceivably young. Yeah. I do not see a single vegetable on that table. I love his goth hair. <laughs> Alan Rickman is using his hair. This is Adam Lambert or whoever Yeah. <laughs> In the sixth movie, he makes a really weird concept of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so What do you think it is, Adam? <laughs> oh, could it be a broom? Probably that... Yimbus or whatever the fuck it was at the beginning. Yimbus 2000? Sure. You're saying it wrong on purpose. Like someone trying to undermine the new girlfriend of an ex. Yeah, but the terrible lighting also did make it look like it said Yimbus. (laughs) So J.K. Rowling actually stopped writing Quidditch scenes because they're really hard to write. And I find it the most boring part of every book. Like what bearing does it have on anything? Exactly. It was a cute thing to write about, like, in the first book, but... Yeah, Sean Biggerstaff. Well, with a name like that... I kind of wish Spielberg had had a hand in this. It would be a little less cheesy. And then the T-Rex just eats <laughs> him. His hairography is... I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> they really make it a roller coaster. And his prize is he gets to stand in front of a Bob Ross painting. Hedwig <laughs> is so cute. We're not getting an owl. <laughs> no, I don't want an owl, I'm just saying. We need Abraham. Happy Christmas, 
I love how the Brits say happy Christmas. Oh, Mum made it. Looks like you've got one too. I've got presents. Yeah. Oh, God. Little orphan boy has presents. I'm going to cry. There <laughs> These are always Christmas movies, even though they're not, like, very Christmassy because Christmas happens in them. And they came out at Christmas. Still carrying a lamp on the outside. <laughs> Real tactical. Although, you know, I'm sure there are floating lanterns all over the place. Yeah, but not attached to Thing from the Adams Family. I don't know, maybe. It's magic. Are you watching? Look, his parents. Oh. <laughs> It's so bad. The visual effects are so bad. Yeah. Oh. Don't worry, they get better. One would hope so. Well, also, Columbus only directed the first two movies. That's my dragon. That's just the dragon. See, what kind of school sends them to the Forbidden Forest for punishment? I would be writing a letter to the superintendent if I had a child there. I would. What is that? What we're here for. See that? That's unicorn blood, that is. It's not the Terminator. <laughs> it's a big pool of mercury. Play with it. Let me guess. Dumbledore gets invited out of town. Your spidey sense tingling. It is his spidey sense. No, Adam. I really started losing interest. I'm sorry. I know it. It'll get good. Let's go. And then they fall in love. Aww. That's exactly what I thought this was missing. <laughs> Adolescent relationships. I mean, they don't fall in love now. They wait until puberty's over. Get on with it. This does not bode well if first year magical students can get through this whole thing. Wizard Child Protective Services and all of this. Anybody catch on to his nefarious purposes with the uh, terrible manicure? Ew. When he wakes up, he's run up a $700 room service charge at the Plaza Hotel. Lame. <laughs> Why is it lame? Oh my gosh, love defeats the evil guy. Yes, it's the most powerful uh, power of all. He's got love again. And now as I understand it, I went to like two classes. What kind of school is this? No, they had, there was a, you want them to show every class as long enough as it is. What do they get for this? The house cup. By the way, Neville gets super hot when he grows up. <laughs> what do you get for that? Bragging rights. God, they're all so young. Look at all this child labor. Aww. <laughs> it's well within the laws, you know that. Also, parents will do anything for a SAG card for their kids. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Please leave the door. 
Wait, are they all doctors when they get out? If each of these movies is a year at school. No, they started at 11. So it's like middle school. They're seven years. Are they all doctors? Um, it's like college. Never mind. They're 11. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> Aww. Oh. God really buried the lead on this photo album. Aww, because this is home. <laughs> Aww. That's the most stiffest smile I've ever seen. <laughs> Child Ringer yelled at me before that shot. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Alright, Adam. What do you think? It's like it was trying to be the Goonies, but I didn't care about any of them. <laughs> Why wouldn't you care about them? Hermione, they're such great characters. Like, Hermione, she's muggle-born. She's really, like, studying everything so she can be an expert. Ron comes, you they know... they go into any of that? Oh, I guess maybe that's in a second book. <laughs> Ron, you know, is, like, the dirty poor child <laughs> that gets made fun of but ends up being a good friend. And then Harry, you know, is in this whole new world. I really miss the truffle shuffle from Neville. The truffle shuffle? Never mind. I don't know. It was Oh, a Goonies reference? Yeah, I haven't seen Goonies in like 20 years. But you don't like the lesson that love is what allowed him to defeat Voldemort? Oh my god, it's so lame. Yeah. But it's very, you know, it's similar to Star, like light and dark and all that force oh well, yeah but i mean that's pretty much a standard story that i i don't know i didn't find anything particularly interesting about how it was told okay well maybe it'll get better let's hope there's seven more of them <laughs> yeah if it doesn't it may be ritual suicide <laughs> <sighs> kids for a better movie on magic check out the craft <laughs> The craft is awesome. <laughs> but also, um, I, I just imagine, like, any kid that's there, you know, like, in Community, the, how they mentioned in the in that one class, they're like, oh, this was going to be the one week, one class that it wasn't about them. Mm. Remember? That's how I feel like this is. Like, they just cause a lot of trouble. God damn it. And Harry Potter's, like, not even a good wizard. He, he just... You know, his mother's love is... He kind of falls into it. He's the Mr. Bean of wizards. <laughs> or he's more <laughs> like Jack and Lost, like the reluctant leader, you know. Some have greatness thrust upon them, and that would be Harry. He, like, bumbles through things. Like, he <laughs> fell in a hole and has to find his way out. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good... I mean, the world is full and that's it's a really exciting and fun world everyone wishes that they could be a witch or wizard and you know for us americans to learn about kind of a more traditional school system with like houses and stuff that's fun uh 
So I can see why it was very appealing to lots of kids. This version of the book, though, is really poorly done. And the visual effects are just bad. Even Chris Columbus himself mentioned it. So it's the the visual effects are bad. I mean, I mean even putting all of that aside, like... I mean, there have been some movies that were great that had some pretty terrible visual effects. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, that was like the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it went on for fucking ever. I didn't tell you this, but I I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And you yelled at me for being on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, well, I can't help it. You know, when I go out, I go out. It's practically narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep. Right at the good part when he's finally confronting Voldemort. Wait, there it, was a good part? <laughs> no, it's it's so slow, man. Though, the like from Christmas, after Christmas until they finally go, like, God, seeing the dragon and every, it was very... <sighs> And going to the Forbidden Forest. There was just so much exposition that didn't have a damn thing to do with the actual hero's journey on this. Yeah. Like, for God's sake. Well, to have, they have to introduce the world. But did they need to go into that much, like, ridiculous detail? I don't know. It'll make sense in the later books. I don't know. I mean, you could spread the exposition out. Yeah, and they do. (laughs) Well, more to come. Crap. Adam hates everything. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Katie here. I'm giving Adam a break from the podcast to remind you guys that if you like it, please rate, review, and subscribe. Also, we wouldn't mind a social media shout out so more than our dozens of fans know that we exist. And don't worry, Adam will never see it since he doesn't like social media. If you have a comment or a question or any suggestions for us, send them to adamhateseverythingpodcast at gmail.com. I hope that you're staying safe and Adam, Abraham, and I all are sending you lots of love. Stay healthy, guys.